0: hi welcome back to dungeons and degrees my name's adrian
1: my name is alex
0: and today we're talking about this magical items and when to give them to your party and then we'll kind of lead off into some more like real life gifts gift giving and how to receive them because i have a problem with receiving gifts unfortunately i i just it just feels it makes me feel weird um have you ever thought about giving your party gifts yet alex
1: I have not given them, like, magical gifts. I have been gracious to give them, like, healing potions when they probably could use some help. But otherwise, I've been... So there's a lot of information and ideas on TikTok about Dungeons & Dragons. So I have just been, like, perusing and seeing what other people do. And maybe the idea of giving them some sort of magical gift has now come to my mind but i have not prepped any i've been in campaigns where we have been gifted things like that so i got boots that boots that did something i don't remember it was too long ago i got a special pair of boots that made me do something really special and it wasn't like boots of swiftness it was something else nice yeah so do you give out gifts <laughs> i i
0: i, I kind of give them very sparingly um right now because i've let it mostly be from the module what they get at the very beginning, because there was a fifty-fifty chance, all their magical items that they got from level one to th- to three were going to disappear because of something I wrote in. I gave very like willy-nilly, and since there was no sacrifice, I made it so that all their everything they received from this building disappeared into dust. Very.
1: Do, do they know that yet?
0: No, they knew that. It, it happened right as oh, soon okay. as they left the Death House in uh, Curse of Strahd. Oh.
1: What was the reaction? What did, What happened?
0: Well, I gave, there was a little kind of a note coming down from the, um, it came down out of the sky, this paper note, and it flew in front of them and it landed there and it kind of unfurled behind them. And it says, welcome to Barovia. And underneath it is signed Strahd, which kind of gives them like the overall like, hey, here's the bad guy. He took your magic stuff. Now, like get mad at him. That's why I did that. But now I've been slowly giving to them because they're going into fifth level. Our barbarian doesn't have any magic weapons. She's there's one there's a werewolves are immune to blood to any non-magical, non-silvered uh damage. So it's so it's ridiculous. But yeah, but I've been slowly kind of introducing these magical items because I want to make sure that I'm not giving them too much at once and that I'm ready to either counteract it or have enough difficulty for it. Right now I've done a given out a a ring of spell storing which is pretty cool and
1: what what does that do
0: oh so it i think normally it's just up to five levels of spells and you just kind of like cast them into this kind of area or into the ring itself and it just kind of stores it for the user to use it later so like when like right before they take a long rest Mm -hmm. they kind of like put any leftover magic into the spell storing because after long rest they get all their spell slots back
1: so it's like a like a loaded gun with spells that you did not use that you can pass on to this thing and then you can use them later
0: dude i should totally make a gun of spell storing (laughs) i
1: mean i wasn't gonna say a shotgun but it definitely thought i definitely thought shotgun like
0: you can make that. I mean, I, you'd have to figure out the shotgun mechanics, but yeah. <laughs> I uh, Sorry, I'm just not thinking about it. Just like, okay, it's like a couple buck shots and you it may hit the target or may not hit the target. I don't know. Or if it's only for like cone weapons or like area effects. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud in my head right now. Can you pour multiple or shots?
1: it could be a like a Russian roulette of spells that, you know, you could do a spell table Where they get to roll and see what actually happens when they pull the trigger
0: that's beautiful have you seen uh wild surge sorcerers no they have a spell table that if they if they think it's if they roll a nat one they have this big table that anything can happen including a fireball is immediately cast on top of yourself or you can heal your whole party it's a table and it's just glorious and random and so interesting
1: I love that element of chaos. I think that's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, one of my characters loves chaos. And then I did something not, I gave out a gift that wasn't like super powerful. There's this thing Mm. called a trident of fish calling or something like that. And I'm like, that seems weird and out of place in this realm. So I just gave him a knife of fish calling. And because his little pseudo dragon loves fish and I just thought it was cute. And I gave that to him. And this was, like, during one of the sessions where only, like, three people showed up. So I didn't want to progress this story. <laughs> but because they came, like, they had the time to do all this, that I gave them this, these gifts just to, you know, thank you for coming and playing. And I don't want this all to be just fluff and nothing is gained from it kind of thing.
1: Yeah, so you're the instructor that gives out extra credit when nobody shows up.
0: Hell yeah. Why Why shouldn't there be? I think that's always great. I think I've only missed one of those ever. I was, I don't know, I don't know what I was doing. It's been years since school.
1: <laughs> I mean, would you know if you missed anything because you missed it?
0: I had some people in there that I knew, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he gave this out." I'm like, "God, dang it." Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So I'm sorry that I assumed that you didn't have friends in class because I did not have friends in class.
0: <laughs> I I try my best, unless like those big like some classes I can grab a friend easily. Mainly for the fact that I either know somebody through somebody, which was fortunate enough at Tech that I was able to. Or that I befriended somebody who kept sitting next to me and we kind of just started talking and just like all that stuff. Like in my history class, I like, I talked to this girl. I said, hey, I sat, did it all nighter. If I fall asleep, can you just like push my elbow and <laughs> nudge me awake? Because I need to focus because I didn't do so hot last test. So I had that. And then I met some guy that I, I would go shopping late at night and he was the cashier and then he was in my class I mean just that's weird yeah but you know that's that's just the, the it's Lovick was such a small kind of community in my opinion so I met I yeah f- met friends everywhere
1: That's fair I don't I guess I don't make friends I was <laughs> not as good as making with making friends in school. Yeah. At all. That's okay. Or at least not in my classes. I like had friends. So let me clarify that I have (laughs) friends. I know how to make friends. I just never used class as a way to gather those friends.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. No, I understand. Right.
1: You may understand, but there may be somebody who's listening that doesn't.
0: True. True. You know. I'm very sociable to a point, I think. I don't know. I have a lot of people I talk to. I don't think I'm, like, particularly popular. I think that I just i am known, and I'm not an asshole. So, like, people are like, <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Very low bar to hit. Some people just can't make it. I don't know. But also, I was willing to go out there because part of me is just like, I don't know if they like me, so let's just, like, kind of get on their good side. Like, one of my best friends, I thought she hated me at work at first. I thought she absolutely detested me and would not even look in my direction. And then she was, like, talking to me so friendly and, like, I thought you hated me. Why are you talking to me like this? She's like, what? No, I've never hated you. I'm like, <laughs> it's just all in my head. I'm, I'm just crazy.
1: Yeah. Hashtag anxiety.
0: Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I have it, too. But, yeah. Let's see. There's one other item I gave away, and I can't remember. Oh, I gave away a silver-handled dagger. So essentially, they they kind of slot uh, potions into it, like poisons and everything. On a crit, the potion, they immediately fail the, the save for the poison and take the damage immediately. And it's doubled because crits. So that's always so fun. And then I'm, I need to give away three more, because, like... Or we're at level 5 now. The Barbarian's not doing too much damage because all of these things are um, they are being resistant to non-magical damage or immune. So werewolves are completely immune. And I, I totally misread it when we had the encounter. Otherwise, like, a quarter of the damage would have been neglected. But it's pretty deadly not to have anything cool at, at level 5. And there's just so many, like things that i need to be working on for her anyways so i think in the right direction i'm going to give her a like a battle axe of silence like once i don't know if i want to do charges or like once a day kind of thing but essentially it'll cast a uh, like the silence spell in order to like kind of kill spellcasters in the area i just thought that helpful for her because she's a barbarian she'll be able to you know take on people with physical damage but the spellcaster's gonna have an easier time attacking her. So I thought that was neat for her anyways. The other thing there's something Blood wants and I forgot. So one of my characters. And then there's one other person not who uses guidance all the time. All the time as a as a cantrip. And he can only do guidance on one person. And I think that I want to give him something, and I don't know if this is gonna break or not. Like gloves of guidance, something along those lines yeah so like
1: cool fingerless gloves
0: <laughs> yeah so he's able to cast that spell twice or to two people instead of just one similar to twin spells but it's only for guidance so i don't think it's going to be too broken or anything you know yeah those those are the things i've been thinking about because i've become such a higher level on saturday i'm actually starting a new campaign as well with my brother and his coworkers.
1: this is the one with their with your dad as well or is it just
0: it's just my brother it's... i think
1: okay so you you've got two with your brother now
0: Mm-hmm. we haven't played the other one since my mom got back home it's because we, okay. we have to play games that she understands
1: i mean she could understand you can get her to understand
0: i'm trying i try so <laughs> hard it's just a uphill battle you know
1: yeah i mean moms are hard mom moms are sometimes a hard sell
0: <laughs> i mean you got yours i think right
1: um we had a further conversation, and she definitely voiced her disdain for playing with us. So um, it's safe to say that she will no longer be playing with us. But oh. she's back in in at home too, so she's you know, she's back
0: you yeah know, in Florida. Heard that? I think that's actually where my mom's going right now, or this Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, she's got another job thing going on. I guess we should talk about, like, I mean, the reason I'm giving them out so sparingly, the magic items is to just make sure that I'm balancing everything and it's not too overpowered. I'll figure it out if it's overpowered or not. I've been able to split them with terrain so that in the end, it'll be easier for me to be able to, like, that one person's not blasting all the enemies at once. Or this darkness spell, which kind of messed me up last time was interfering with the whole thing um if all three witches were in the same area i would have been able to use counter spell i mean i think it's kind of cool like the the night hags have this thing where if only if all three of them are together that they have this pool of spells and if they're not within 30 feet of each other they only have a handful of spells a good like kind of tipping point like if one of them dies it's in the party's favor but before that point it's all in the night hags' favor.
1: I guess. Do you give your players like chance to figure out that if these witches are together, they should find ways to separate them?
0: I I kind of I didn't I, I gave them a hint if that makes sense. Um, okay. They're kind of f- spread out at first. One was at the very top of this tower. The other were fighting a f- like twenty feet like kind of away from each other in a field, and. The, uh, she was at the sec- second floor of this tower and she said, my sisters need me. And she jumps out the window.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Into this like kind of like this orb of darkness. So I did that. And then they all kind of started throwing out stronger spells. Uh, like one of them was like had half health at this point. So like they were just shooting at whoever they could. Cause this cone of darkness was kind of interfering with everything. So I just shot lightning bolts through the darkness in a, at 60 foot line just to get somebody was very fun. And then they <laughs> killed one, they all only after that they had sleep and they had magic missile which was easy. It's light damage but guaranteed damage unless they have shield or counter spell. But it was a fun interaction. And then when one of them died, I told them like they visually don't look as powerful as they did before. Like this kind of energy that flew through them has now kind of dissipated and they're looking concerned now so one of the night hags picked up this gem from one of their dead uh sisters which gave them it's it's called a hearthstone it gives them the ability to cast etherealness once a day um she picked it up and casted it disappeared and then the other sister's like you've cursed me you've damned me and then she starts flinging magic missiles because the other stuff wasn't working (laughs) Two of them were elves, and I didn't remember that. I try to cast sleep on the elves, and they are immune to sleep effects. So. There is a
1: solid TikTok video about elves and sleep, um, because <laughs> although you can't cast sleep on them, you can definitely chlor- chloroform them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice, but yeah, I think that's the only time I've had gift giving during kind of like how I kind of presented to them those things one of them was like hidden away some of them were just kind of like in the dirt on the ground just something and then the other one was just like a family heirloom of one of the npcs that she doesn't have use of them because she hasn't been doing much and she's like i don't have use for this this definitely has some magical properties me and my father never had that ability but i think you it might be more useful to you than to me so that's how they got the ring of spell story so there was, like, different ways I gave them those things. It wasn't just like, oh, look at that. It's in their, it's in your pocket. What do you do now? I had them, like, kind of story for them.
1: Yeah. I like that weaving it into the story. That, that makes it just a little more special. Because then they're going to be like, oh, this NPC gave it to me. And if they're at all sentimental, I mean, they can keep it forever. Yeah. I guess on the opposite side, do you give your players uh, items with, like, curses on them?
0: Yeah, like I gave him one. I gave him head? one. <laughs> I, I, at the very beginning, he's like, "I want leather armor." Um, and then he's like, "I'm like, mm, okay, okay, okay." There's this piece of leather armor. It's got this big hole. It's one less AC than normal. Uh, actually, no, I made it the same exact AC, but I said like, if you get critted on, something happens. But I'm not gonna tell you until it happens. On a crit, it does the the double damage normal. And also does this necrotic damage um, uh. because there is somebody's kind of soul of like is kind of weaved into it. And that's how he died. And it's like uh, his memory is so powerful of him, how he died is that it's affecting the person who is wearing it again. So, but he doesn't know that. He knows that it can be repaired. And once it's repaired, I'm going to give it a sentience instead of just having the necrotic damage. And it's going to be, like, a living thing.
1: That's so cool.
0: I, I mean, I can't wait. I told them, like, if at a higher level of caster, could be able to cast the men spell. Because the men's spell is given early. And I wanted it so that they had to work for this sentient object, and that maybe down the line I'll give it to it also gives me a little bit more time to write more backstory on it. So I did that. <laughs> and... I really hope that, because th- they gave their local alchemist Tresh, the one that they're in love. Which, by the way, last session they tried to put the moves on Tresh.
1: Oh no! Um, Did she even acknowledge?
0: Uh, he rolled high on charisma, so I gave a little acknowledgement, and then he, there he was, like kind of leaning in for a kiss, and then she, I rolled something behind the back. It wasn't as high as it needed to be for something to happen. One of the PCs pushed the other PC into tre- like forward into trash, and she like dipped to the side to look at the new ingredients she got from them. Um, and he goes like f- over her shoulder, you know, comedy.
1: As you do, as
0: I do. Also, I don't. I would consider that a, su- a success for them. I don't want to just give it all at once, though.
1: That's fair. I mean, it's like any good relationship. It's the the leading up to. actual kiss that's the best
0: yeah exactly there's all this like pink isn't really his wingman but he's like he kind of begrudgingly like i heard you talking to semi about trash and i'm not really good at this stuff but how about you you get them buttons because that's what my um my partner liked he liked collecting buttons and so you should collect trash buttons (laughs) That was his his advice, and I thought it was super adorable. This little kobold talking about his his past buttons. Yeah, I thought it was cute.
1: That is really cute. So, are they collecting buttons? Is that something that not, they took?
0: Not yet. That was oh, literally yeah. last session. They just they got the potion. They killed Drake, who was the uh, a werewolf that they captured. Um, because they're just—they gave him up to the Martikovs, which is this uh, other the Weirwood Raven family, and he dropped some information that the player didn't hear as she walked away. She was just kind of too distracted. He dropped a, a name from her past uh, that no one should know here in Barovia. I'm finally kind of coming into this this phase of dropping their backstory. Into the realm. Because now that they've actually taken out. Somebody a formidable. And also. None of my players know this. Strahd has Irina. Which was like someone they were trying to save early on in the game. And. They're going to be invited to dinner. And it's going to be a whole ordeal. And I love it. I can't wait. It's so exciting.
1: (laughs) So okay. So leading up to all of this how many sessions are you into this story
0: uh oh, oh, oh. hold up what was what was march how, however many weeks ago march was minus two that's how many sessions six 26 sessions wow that's a we, lot
1: we talked about it before but like here i am thinking like oh we should start dropping backstory in soon but you're 20 you know over 25 sessions in and just now doing that so I'm a little less stressed about having to include things like that right now.
0: Make sure that they're so, like, entwined with where they are that their past not being as fresh in their memory brings a little bit of joy into them. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Or, oh, yeah, I totally remember. Or, oh, my God, what the hell? I didn't think it was going to come up. I don't know if my method's just because... I was making sure that I was good with the book before I started weaving this in, but also because of the setting of the Barovia, which is like in this weird, like, sliver of its own plane of existence. So it'd be hard for anyone to come in and out of there. Um, so I didn't start weaving the backstory until Strahd took more notice into them. Strahd is going to be haunting them harder, and Strahd is going to be bringing in some people maybe from their past and or future brovia is a crazy place and i'm excited to play in it that's the main reason i decided to do it now i would have done it earlier if it was easier to kind of invite them into this world i would have done it maybe at session 10 or 15 maybe i wouldn't have waited this long i was waiting for the trigger to pop before i started dropping these things But I think that you shouldn't stress about it. This is more kind of like talking about like gifts to your players or gifts to your DM. I recently got some monetized gifts I get. And that doesn't make sense. I got money. Credit. I got credit towards Roll20, which I think is really cool. I haven't played too much around with it other than the new little kind of miniatures I get to play around with. I got credit there. And I don't know, I just felt weird. And it felt reaffirming that I was doing somewhat of a good job. And I just didn't really know how to take it. I think this You is...
1: just said it. You just said it, that it was reaffirming that you are doing a good job. And that positive reinforcement should at least help a little bit that you, you know, your your confidence is there. Or acknowledging it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It still feels foreign to me. If that makes sense.
1: I mean, yeah, but I'm sure the the more you receive gifts, the more easily you can accept them.
0: I I, I guess so. I mean, does that mean they need to get more gifts? Oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> yes. Like to that feel better. That means they need to give you more gifts <laughs> so you are better at receiving them. Yep. So if you are any any campaign that Adrian runs, you need to give this man a gift <laughs> so he is better at accepting them.
0: Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe I just feel yep. like I, <laughs> I just don't feel like I just des- deserve it yet. I don't know. I don't know when appropriate time is to deserve a gift, you know, but. Uh...
1: So then we can therapize this, right? Of like, why do you feel like you cannot receive gifts? Because
0: I don't need it. But that's kind of the point of a gift, you know, right? You see something and like, oh, hey, that person might like it. You know? Yeah. I guess that they're just thinking about me or something. I don't know. I do know. I just don't want to accept it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like playing therapist with myself at, with your help kind of thing. Uh, this is going to be my life from now on. Um, this is it. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is that like, we, we kind of talk every now and then about accountability. <laughs> when do you think it's appropriate to give yourself either like a break or cheat day or uh, a gift for doing these tasks? Like, do you think there's like an appropriate amount or do you think that there's more like a set and stone way to do it? Or like no cheat days ever. Grind forever.
1: I think the grind forever is is not a good way to think about it. And I can separate this in a couple of different ways that if we're talking about like a break while doing a task, if I am getting off task, if I am not able to focus in whatever I'm trying to do, that probably means I'm up for a break. And depending on what I have to do that day, it's either like an unstructured break where I just like do whatever until I feel like I should do the first task, or it's a very structured break because I've got a lot of things to do, which means I think to myself, I'm like, all right, like, let's see what 10 minutes feels like. If 10 minutes feels, you know, good, I'll take that break. And then I'll go back to whatever I need to get done today. In the, I need to give myself a break as in, I am hustling in all of the areas in my life. And maybe it's just gotten to the point where like, I'm tired and I should be working out and I'm not working out. I don't have a perfect balance of that. Uh, This week's a good example that I started working with a personal trainer and then for the last couple of days, Michael and I have been in Lubbock Mm -hmm. because uh, we were there for his mom and she just had surgery. And of course we're in Lubbock, so we're eating all of the like tasty foods that we miss, like Dion's and (laughs) Picante's. So, in that idea of all right. So maybe I've eaten like a trash panda. So maybe when I get back to Dallas, that's not the time I step on the scale and judge myself based on like the last three days. Yeah. So there's some of that understanding within myself of just like, you know, what, what would you do? And I like to take the approach of like, what would I do for my best friend? If I'm, if they came to me and said, Oh my gosh, I feel bad because I've cheated on my diet. I, didn't work out the number of thing number of times I worked out or I should have worked out or doing anything like that. What would I say to them in that time? Most likely I'd be like, Hey bro, it's totally fine. Like chill. You probably had a stressful week. It was probably something that you needed. And then I can then turn it back to me and say, okay, if that's what I would say to my best friend, maybe I need to be a little more lenient on myself, but you know, I can also debate the other side of <laughs> too many liberties and justifications are still not a good thing right yeah. so if you're still sitting there justifying oh i feel bad because it's coronavirus we've been in quarantine for 6 months okay yes. we're here we need to find that that new normal within this situation and i think you know not using it as an excuse or a, a reason to do not healthy things So, like, it is sort of a balance of, like, I am using my excuses, and as long as I'm using them sparingly and I'm using them with actually good reasons, okay, but at some point, you also have to just look at yourself and say, self, what the fuck are you doing? We got goals to go achieve, and, like, you're stopping us. Yeah. So, that balance. And I've had that conversation a lot recently, especially with students and especially with Michael, my husband but we you know it it's hard right now and you can very easily just hide and be like it's hard so everything sucks and I, I don't need to take care of myself and I can definitely eat a whole bag of Doritos in one sitting and it's <laughs> totally fine but it's it's not because who knows how long we're going to be stuck in quarantine who knows how long this is all going to happen and you know using how long can you actually use that as an excuse you know Yeah. Mm. what do you think
0: about about giving myself breaks i'm bad at them yeah i'm really bad at them i gotta tell you that right (laughs) now like a break will turn into just quitting (laughs) um so i try my best to like keep going don't give yourself too many breaks and then my mind is just like all right so if i can break him a little that's my chance because i'm not gonna have too many times after that so Unfortunately, most of the time when I'm, like, trying to do a program or something, like, if I miss one day, it's it's game over <laughs> for the most part. I know what's appropriate. I know. I, but, man, does my mind want to just, like, say, like, but you could go longer or you could have a little more. It's not that much. Just all these seductive words. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs>
1: Do you think that's because you understand what it is to fail? And that may be, although a bad thing to think about, but do you think that's just like a level of comfort that you may have that you understand how you're going to feel if you fail at something and you're like, okay, cool. I know I can deal with that. Versus like, do you know how you to feel when you succeed?
0: That's a good question. I think it's like, let me process this. (laughs) (laughs) like I'm not going to be so disappointed with myself. I've become very akin to it. I don't know. When I succeed, I, the issue with it, I think, when I succeed is like, of course. You sh- of course you should have succeeded. And when I fail, I'm like, yeah, it was going to happen. I don't think that I praise myself too much or feel so ecstatic that I'm like that it gets to me. Like when I got my bachelor's degree, everyone's like good job, I'm proud of you. I'm like, yeah, but I was supposed to get my bachelor's degree. Like, that was nothing. I I need The real test is going to be get my master's degree. Like, I keep, I don't know, I guess I keep pushing the goal further and further. That I never feel real success. And it's just like, you know, of course that had to happen. Because I need to do this to do better. And I never, like, revel in it, I guess. Does that make sense?
1: I think that's hard. Am I a crazy person? Yeah, I think that's hard. Because... You expect to do all the right things, right? You expect to get up, to be able to maintain yourself as a human, to eat a meal, to go to class, to graduate. Those are things that are just generally expected of you. So it's easy to sort of throw some of those away because society says that you should be doing those things anyways. But You know, if you have some sort of thing that's going on with you, if you have some sort of depression, sometimes getting up and eating something is really a hard task. So then it's easier just to be like, oh, well, that's what everyone does. So that's cool. I guess that's not a big thing to to celebrate. But I think on some level you should celebrate, you know, that's a big deal for you to graduate. A lot of people don't graduate. A lot of people don't even start. So even though, you know, you feel like maybe you shouldn't celebrate because now I have to get my master's, now I have to go do whatever, um, you finish that first part, and although it may be a marathon, you at least have that first leg completed. And, I mean, the other nice part is if you finish there, like if you don't get your master's, you still have accomplished something. You haven't necessarily failed. You're just – your first goal has been achieved – So take some pride and victory in that. And then your next goal is getting your master's or getting a job or or whatever it is that I think think stopping and I guess smelling the roses in this case would be a good time to just, hey, this is a thing I did and I'm really proud of myself. And I say all of this and I did not do any of that. (laughs) I am far enough away that, uh, I could have just been like, yeah, you know what? I did the thing and I'm really proud of myself. But just like you, I'm like, no, okay, next, like, let's go next thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's easier to talk about what you should do even like, because like you can see it clearly like outside looking in kind of thing and you're in the inside like yeah, but I'm different, you know? (laughs) That excuse, like, it's hard. It's hard to, like, kind of, like, you can... I can tell someone what to do, but if it's just me, I'm just, like, freaking out and overthinking. (laughs) It's just so tough.
1: I read a statistic that people of color tend to be okay with failure faster than maybe their white counterparts Um, because society, there's a level of just yeah, you should be failing, like, that's fine, and so that gets so integrated in people's mindsets that the first time they fail, okay, yeah, this is what I should be doing, and then they just accept that level of failure, Um, which I think is really, that's so heartbreaking, you know, I understand the privilege that I live in, that, like, it was not expected that I would fail, it is, it was absolutely not understood that that would be the first first part of my life that I would just be a failure and that's oh man I read that and I was like no never I'm never going to assume anyone can fail at anything that forever you have the ability to do the thing that you want to do it may look different and it may take a lot longer but if that's your goal I mean there's you have every opportunity to do that or to change it if you want I mean who that's that's up to you but never to think of somebody else as a failure
0: well, I also think that like, even though that other people didn't start college, it doesn't mean that that's their, I mean, I think that just, it's just a different path. And that's the path I've kind of chosen. Like, I think it's okay to, to drop out if you think that's what you should do and do something else, but to drop out cause I don't want to do this and do nothing else. I don't know if that's like the best thing, but to have drop out and to have a plan kind of thing, but you know, I, when i when i stopped going going to school i thought i'll be back i just need to save up some money so i i and some people just never go back and i was just like i was surrounded with a lot of people who were going to school so it was just hard for me not to like i need to go back and finish this now like it was it was it wasn't a hard decision to say that because it just all the influence around me was just like oh i'm graduating or i'm about to graduate and they're like two years younger than me. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> he's like, when did you graduate? I'm like, yeah, I'm old. I'm not that old though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have it. Thanks for asking.
1: <laughs> oh man. And what a difference between when you graduated and when I graduated. So when I graduated, it was the height of the recession and there was no way I was going to find a job in an industry that I actually wanted to work in. So I assumed I was going to be working in some sort of nonprofit. I applied to a bunch of jobs Um, basically were beat up because there were other people with more experience who really needed the job, which I understand. I mean, especially living in nowadays, but it didn't feel like I had any other choice, but to go get my master's right after I graduated. And had I known any better, I probably would have waited, but I just didn't, I was so scared of not having a job or going and living back with my family or just, you know, not achieving any of the things that I ended up achieving, but really at what cost that it was just like immediate, like I need to do this now because everything sucks and everything's on fire. Yeah. Hashtag millennial problems.
0: (laughs) Where I am now, where everything requires a year of experience and all I did was serve tables looking at these jobs, I've just been like, what was I doing? <laughs> Why was I doing this? Why wasn't I doing something else? And and part of me kind of like mentally beats myself up, but other than, but then I think about like, look, you had very little experience doing anything and you were trying to put yourself through school. So like, chill out. Uh, you made it through school. Now, um, own up to it. Say, hey, I put myself through school. So sometimes the lower paying thing or didn't work with my schedule or the higher paying thing didn't work with my, my school schedule and school came first and kind of like slaying them out. Like, so now I am in the middle of a pandemic looking for experience with people who already have experience and I'm just going to be upfront with you. That's where I'm at. <laughs> and I'm like, you've already told me all these things, which seems like they'd be like, I guess like no's to other people or like deal breakers. And I'm just like, I don't, I can do that. I've driven to, I've driven a 14 hours straight, okay? Look, I can drive every every now and then, okay? <laughs> uh, two and a half hours, nothing. Easy. Piece of pie. I, those are my shifts back at Domino's, okay? I can do all of this. And just working with people who yell at you, I've done it. Done. I I, I work with, I've been yelled at by many a angry caster, customer, and I've been calm and collected so I'm like <laughs> i don't know what you want me to tell you like i've had those experiences i know it's not gonna be as extreme you know i mean or it might be even more extreme so we'll see i'm excited um if you want me to be in this job i'm down for it i used the word peachy in my second callback and my mom's like you didn't say that i'm like yeah i did and She's like it's such a such a weird thing to say
1: <laughs> just peachy yeah i don't
0: I didn't see the problem, but it's just, uh, that's me though. I'm just, I just kind of flow. This kind of like leads you down this path of just like, you know, just because something doesn't work out, it's going to be, you know, you can find something eventually. I thought yeah. something instead, at least, like, I didn't know where I was going to be, to be honest. Okay. I thought I was going to be in, actually, I thought I was going to be in grad school right now, but it didn't work out. So <laughs> kind of, Got to bite the bullet and do some work. Can't be serving forever. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened before by anybody else, but can't can't ser- keep serving and expect things to be different experience-wise for my career path.
1: That's fair. I did talk to my therapist, and he did make the valid point, like even if you're not doing the thing that you want to do, like find little ways to go and do the thing, right? So if
0: yeah, exactly. So if
1: my goal is to teach, then find ways to go teach. Maybe you know, do an after-school program, go do online tutoring, or I guess online reading, anything like that. So there's always ways to find your hustle while you're still trying to like live a basic level of life. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's a, a another way to sort of get close to your goals, especially because it is easy to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm just a server and I have this degree but all of my experience has nothing to do with my degree all of the jobs want something to do with this and i just can't i'm stuck but like i hate that part about job hunting i hate that that part because i i can always hustle and say that oh i did this this and this and here's how it uh it applies to this job but sometimes those skills don't actually work out I use my Disney card a lot too but I'm a former (laughs) cast member. (laughs) Nice. And you can always apply customer service to anything that you do. So I lay down the Disney card despite the fact that it was 10 years ago that I did my internship in nine years since the last time I worked.
0: I don't know what that entails but I think it's a lot. I mean I think a lot of people have like Yeah, Disney's got me to like, I mean, I've I've seen people like flaunt it, like they're a Disney kid or like they worked at Disney. So that's kind of their thing.
1: It's a lot of customer service training. So there's like one full day of training of like the Disney values. And I have all of this paraphernalia. And then then you get your site training. Mm -hmm. So what park you work in and then then your subsequent like area training. So like, what is the story of your area? And then like, all of the actual parts of your task. So I was in Animal Kingdom in Dino Land USA and I can tell you the story. Although the ride that I worked on is now closed. R.I.P. So, so sad. Womp womp.
0: What was it? I know.
1: The primeval world. It's a mouse trap ride. So it's on a gravity track. So you only go up once. I mean you go up and down a couple of times, but you're only like motorized up once Mm -hmm. and then everything else it's just a slow fall to the to the ground basically um but yeah with all of that and you get to deal with all these people so like I talked to hundreds of thousands of people in a thousand different ways from being really irate to being really excited to making magic for families that didn't expect it and you know that is I will hustle that forever
0: (laughs) all right I like it.
1: Yeah. So you know faking it until you make it, right?
0: I mean, I've heard that many a time. Yeah. That's how my friend was telling me. That's how you make confidence, Adrian. That's how you talk to a girl, Adrian. You fake it till you make it. I'm like, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. If I can't even fake it, how am supposed to make it? And I'm just overthinker. Just to the heart of it.
1: Yeah, you just fake. You just have to fake the first step, right? Then you, then everything else you can just improv, and it'll eventually figure out.
0: And that's how I play my D and D campaigns. I I improv it.
1: Yeah, you have a base level of skill, and Uh then you just fake it like you know what they're doing, and know what you're supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of excited. Part of me is worried, but I think I can. I I've been I've been in a miserable spot for mul like months at a time so i don't think this is and that wasn't even towards a goal so i think that if it's not right for me that i'll be okay because i know it's gonna be a a means to a greater end kind of thing because it's towards what i need and i need one year and i'll be i'll be golden Uh, more golden than i was a year ago you know having that year of experience is gonna i think open up a lot of doors because right now it's like I know Chinese, I know Mexican. Those are the foods. That, that, that's it.
1: We probably should let everybody know that that isn't reference to the the serving experience that you have.
0: Yes, this time. And
1: not anything else.
0: Yeah, no. Definitely not <laughs> an expert in any kind of stereotypical ideology of those two races, but their food that they kind of give out as a corporate entity of two former jobs that will not be named.
1: So thank you all so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Degrees Pod. Feel free to chat with us through there. Follow and subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. Share with your friends. Give Ask us questions. Contact us through Twitter. That would be great. Give us five stars, even if you hate us, because that's that's the nice thing to do in this day and age.
0: I can appreciate that
1: right yeah I mean that's there's no reason not if you don't like a podcast all right just ignore it like you don't need to rate it go away but if you do like a podcast the only it's like an uber the only acceptable rating is five out of five right you don't rate any lower unless like it was truly
0: devastating awful
1: yeah and even then like I don't know maybe just don't tip them
0: that's there we go you,
1: yeah <laughs> well there you go
0: all right sounds good thank you for listening my name's adrian
1: and i'm alex
0: go have some fun all right the thing that i forgot to do it's not really a corrections mm-hmm. corner it's a clarification corner oh so you know how you you were like of course that's what giant centipedes do i mean like every other monster it goes down to zero and they start uh, they're incapacitated it's it was more like i should have said that like you don't have to roll saving throws because you're technically stable with the poison. Okay. I just, I mean, it was just something small I remembered from last episode. We gotta yeah. keep that. How correct. dare
1: you? <laughs> How dare you get it wrong? I don't think anybody's coming here for accuracy anymore. <laughs> All right. I think we are. We are too deep into being the accurate. We are just fun and jazzy.